Hello, you're listening to Wait, How Do You Spell That? A Rare Disease Podcast. My name is Colby, and I'm the content manager here at PatientWorthy. I'm happy to say that today we have two very special guests from our partners over at NORD, the National Organization for Rare Disorders, to preview their upcoming Living Rare, Living Stronger Patient and Family Forum. That's an annual event that brings together rare patients and families from around the world, taking place this year on June 26th in Cleveland, Ohio. And joining us today to talk about the event are Tiffany Sammons, Education Programs Manager at NORD, as well as Patient Advocate and NORD Patient Committee Member, Pam Mace. Tiffany, Pam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, Colby. Yeah, thank you. Of course. And I'd like to thank you for coming on the show today to talk about the Patient and Family Forum. We had two other members on the show last year to preview the 2021 event, and I know it's always a fun and exciting time. And to start with, would you mind giving us an overview of NORD for listeners who may not be familiar? Sure. So NORD stands for the National Organization for Rare Disorders, like you mentioned, Colby. And we're an independent advocacy organization, so we represent all patients and families affected by rare diseases. And we have about 330 member organizations that we work with, so we're the umbrella organization and committed to identification and treatment and ultimately cures for rare disorders. So we work through education, advocacy, research, and patient services, and we're excited we're coming up on our 40th anniversary next year. And we just started as a small group of patient advocates that formed a coalition to unify and mobilize support um, back in 1983 to pass the Orphan Drug Act. And can you both talk a little about your background and how you became involved with NORD and patient advocacy? I had a background working for years in healthcare, and honestly, I had never heard of NORD or much about rare diseases at all until I had my son. Um, I had a very typical pregnancy, and I went for my 36-week appointment, and they rushed me to the hospital for an emergency induction because he had stopped growing. And now I know that's very common with his diagnosis, but then we had no idea what was wrong. And the next few months, specialists and diagnosis were adding up, and I knew there just had to be some common denominator, but ultimately, our diagnostic odyssey for his diagnosis of Coffin-Serous syndrome took about two years. And unfortunately, that's the case for so many families, with the average being about seven years. So the day that we finally received his diagnosis, they handed me a paragraph, and uh, it was just this brief summary and about five pages of associated symptoms that we may or may not have. And so I Googled, like everybody told me not to do, and I found Nord's Rare Disease Database. That became my uh, Bible or manual, if you will. And it led me to the doctor that now treats him, who specializes in his syndrome, and just a wealth of resources. So I just wanted to become involved in such an amazing organization right then. And so I started volunteering for about three years with the Rare Action Network, and now I'm blessed to be on the team. Yeah, my name is Pam Mace, and I'm the executive director of the Fibromuscular Dysplasia Society of America. Uh, we provide support to patients uh, diagnosed with the disease fibromuscular dysplasia. Uh, the short name for that is FMD. And I was diagnosed with the disease 22 years ago um, after tearing three of the four arteries that supply blood flow to my brain, uh, being diagnosed with two aneurysms. When I was diagnosed, there was no information about the disease anywhere to be found. And it actually, for me, took a year to actually get my diagnosis. They just told me that this happens in one in 200,000 people, these spontaneous dissections. And I was very healthy. 
And so for me, it was hard to accept that diagnosis. And the more I tried to explore, the more doors that opened for me. And actually, as with you, Tiffany, I found Nord, except when I found Nord uh, looking for resources, because there was no uh, organization for the disease specifically, but my disease wasn't even listed on Nord yet. And I can remember how devastated I felt that day and how alone I felt that day. And so working with Nord, we were able to get the disease listed and they really provided resources to me to help me advocate for myself and to help me navigate um, my journey as well. And so I'm also a registered nurse. And so that really helped build FMDSA. It was, we were actually formed in 2003 and my background was emergency room and critical care. So I gave up my nursing career uh, as a clinical nurse and that's how I got involved FMDSA. I was the president and then I moved on to the uh, ED position. And the Patient and Family Forum is always a jam-packed event. So we'll be discussing a lot on the show today, but Tiffany, can you talk about the purpose of the forum and why it's such an important event for rare patients and their families? It's a conference centered on living your best rare life. And we have educational and wellness sessions planned and network opportunities and entertainment for people living with rare diseases and their families. And then also for healthcare professionals who treat rare diseases or research them. And then we also will have students and trainees in healthcare and other fields that advocate for people living with rare diseases and opportunities to meet others across the country and around the world who just get it. Often people living with a rare disease have a hard time finding people that understand. And so this is kind of a one-stop shop to get information on how to find your people within the community and how to fight back through advocacy and manage your health. And I'm sure that many out there will be excited to learn that Nord is returning to an in-person event this year. It's the first since 2019. It's in Cleveland, Ohio, as I mentioned earlier. Can you talk about some of the exciting things you'll be able to do in person that you haven't been able to include in the past few years? Yes, we are so excited to finally return in person. I think connection is so important for our rare disease community now more than ever. And living with a rare disease is already so isolating at times. So adding the fears and stress of the last two years of the pandemic, I think this year will just be really meaningful and impactful for people just to come together and realize that they're not alone in this journey. Um, we'll also be able to offer childcare this year with so many fun activities planned for the kiddos and give parents the opportunities to just be present in the conference. And for those who may not feel 100% comfortable with meeting in person yet, what sort of health precautions will you be taking? We know our community is very vulnerable, so we've taken safety precautions very seriously in our planning this year. The event will be fully masked and everyone attending will be required to either show proof of vaccination or a negative PCR or antigen test within 24 hours of arriving. We've been following the CDC guidelines really closely, so we'll make any necessary changes as we get closer to the event. And will the event also be available virtually this year? It will be. Uh, we don't want anyone to feel like they can't attend if they aren't able to come in person. So we'll be offering a hybrid event this year to hopefully allow anyone who wants to attend to do so in whatever way they feel most comfortable. Looking over some of the sessions on offer this year, I see some very interesting topics regarding access to treatment, ableism and equity, the role of the caregiver, research and clinical breakthroughs on the horizon. Can you talk about some of these topics and what event attendees can expect to learn? So we'll be covering how to quarterback your care team first, which is such an important one-on-one topic. I think it's very overwhelming trying to find multiple specialists to all work together in your care. So we have a few experts to give great advice for those folks. 
We're also going to be talking about coping and resiliency and some of the physiological and psychological challenges for patients and caregivers and skills and strategies to help people live meaningful and impactful lives. And we have Kara Ayers, who is speaking about ableism and what it looks like to be a parent with a disability living in an ableist world. And that's that's a different topic for us. And then Pam will actually be speaking on another new topic for us, which is diagnosis in adulthood and onset in adulthood. And that's another unique session this year. And then we will be wrapping up our day with rare breakthroughs to inspire hope now and on the horizon, discussing all the advances in the field. And the Rare Impact Awards are also held the same day as the Patient Family Forum, June 26th. This year, the ceremony is at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in downtown Cleveland. Can you expand a little on these awards? Who's being honored this year and how are they chosen? Yeah, we are so excited for the Rare Impact Awards this year and everyone attending will also receive a ticket. Um, So if you register for the conference, you will get a ticket for the Rare Impact Awards as well. And the Rock Hall is just an amazing venue. I had the opportunity to go do a site visit, and we cannot wait to be there with everyone. And the honorees are actually community nominated, which many folks don't know. And we'll be honoring 15 very important people this year, including people like Dr. Marshall Summer with a Lifetime Achievement Award, Abby Myers with the Sickle Cell Disease Association of America, Peter Hotez, Public Health Leadership Award, Maria Elena Batazzi, Public Health Leadership Award, and Congressman KG Butterfield in North Carolina with the Rare Impact Award, and several others. So I hope that everybody will be able to attend. And Pam, I'd like to turn to you for a second. As mentioned earlier, you're a member of NORD's Patient Committee, which is heavily involved in planning events like the Patient and Family Forum. Can you talk about why patient participation is so vital? Well, this is an amazing opportunity for patients to get involved uh, and make a difference uh, in their care and their future. This is for the patients or for their caregivers uh, in the case where their children are involved. But it's vital for the patients to be involved and have their voices heard. You know, what's important to you? What are your needs? What are your unmet needs? And so by bringing stakeholders together, you know, it unifies us. And we can help to work towards these unmet needs of our patient communities. We can develop programs. Uh, You know, for me, attending my first um, NORD event was an amazing experience. I didn't know what to expect, but by being in a room full of other advocates and patients, I no longer felt alone. And the resources that NORD and other stakeholders brought to the table helped provide me with the tools to navigate my health, my journey, taught me how to advocate for myself. And, you know, for me, I'm a nurse, so I'm very familiar with the healthcare system and hospitals and physicians. And, but for a lot of people, they're not. And so the education that's provided at these meetings is just amazing. And I think you walk away, I think everyone that's ever attended walks away feeling so much hope. Tiffany, you may have said this before, but I thought it was a great quote, never for or about us without us. You know, I think that the doctors and the researchers learn from us and uh, and we learn from them. And it's just a great partnership. For example, you know, when I was diagnosed and we started looking at uh, even a patient registry, and that, that was new to me, but what I was able to do was sit down and talk with these researchers and say, this is what I experienced. This is what I see other patients within my community experiencing. And my disease went 
from the definition of it changing drastically to what we know now, just because they had the patient input. And so um, it's also helped us better identify treatments for us because a lot of things were, you know, being missed. And so I think that there's a lot depending on where you are in your journey and how how much you want to get involved. Nord has it all. And like Tiffany said, it's all in one place. And for me, it turned my life around. I lived with fear for the first several years. Just being able to be my own advocate, I am doing great. My life, I have a new normal, I think, as we all do. But I'm living my life to the fullest, and there's no way I could have done that without the support that I received from this organization. You're going to be a speaker at the Patient and Family Forum this year, as Tiffany mentioned earlier. Can you give us a little preview of what you'll be discussing? As Tiffany mentioned, my uh, topic is going to be rare disease onset and diagnosis in adulthood. There'll be two other patients on the panel with me. And, you know, we're each going to share our journeys. Uh, It can be very devastating. I was 37 years old, registered nurse, living life to the fullest. I was very happy. And then all of a sudden, my life just came crashing down with this diagnosis. I could no longer work. I had no idea what was happening to me and my body. And I went from being very healthy to no longer being able to run, daily headaches, dizzy spells where I would pass out and faint. And so, you know, we talk about all that. And financially, it can be very devastating. It affects marriages. It affects, you know, your, the whole dynamic family, whether you've got children or it's your parents and friends. And a lot of time, you know, like Tiffany mentioned, you know, you find your people. And I had to find new people who really got it and understood because I think for a lot of patients, you look good. And I think that, you know, people just don't get, don't get it. So, you know, we're going to talk about the emotional mental challenges and, you know, just how to facilitate healthcare and being your own advocate. And it's, it's just a very overwhelming process. So we want to provide some resources, some hope. You will find your, you know, your new normal and how to advocate for yourself to live your best life. Can you talk about what it's like to connect with other rare patients at events like the Patient and Family Forum? It's an amazing experience. And I walked into a room where there were advocates that had been on this journey for a long time, and I was new to it. And just seeing them interacting and listening to things that they were doing, it gave me so much hope for my future. And I kind of just sat back (laughs) and watched all of them. It gave me hope. They were happy. Uh, You know, some lives can be more devastating uh, than others. You know, my daughter was older. And so it affected me differently than it did people that, you know, may have children. And so I think that it's an opportunity to learn from everyone. You walk away with a lot of resources. You walk away with a lot of patient support from people that you meet. And I can tell you some of my best friends are rare disease patients. And it changed the dynamic of my friendships throughout my life. And but these people get it, they're there to support me. You know, I'm 22 years into my journey. And so I like to be able to share with people that are newly diagnosed, how to navigate how to be a resource for them, and help them through their journey so that they can live their best lives. I just can't say enough about it. I still go to the meetings uh, years later. And we're a huge community, like, you know, Tiffany alluded to, you know, how many organizations there are, how many millions of people around the world are affected. I just think that by attending the event, you're going to walk away a different person, you're going to walk away feeling so much hope for your future, 
you'll have a lot of resources. And as you navigate through your journey, um, you know, I'm to the point where, you know, clinical trials and things like that, that I still have to learn. And, um, and Nord has it there. So no matter where you are in your journey, there's going to be something there for you. And I would say, if you can be there in person, I would absolutely do it. Virtual is great for people, you know, who just may not be able to be there, but I can't say enough about being there and actually meeting and speaking with people who understand what you're going through. Tiffany, if someone is interested in attending, where can they find more information about the Patient and Family Forum? Yeah, they can find more information at livingrare.org. Or this year, we also have a phone number if they rather call in and speak with somebody. It's 1-877-311-RARE. And Tiffany, while we have you on the show, are there any other upcoming educational initiatives or events on the horizon from NORD that people should be on the lookout for? Yeah, we're already working on our next event, which is our flagship event, the annual Breakthrough Summit. And that'll be coming up quickly here in the fall on October 17th and 18th in Washington, D.C. this year. Uh, So stay up to date for details on that. And you can do that at nordsummit.org. Well, Tiffany, Pam, I'd like to thank you for coming on the show today to talk about the Patient and Family Forum. Sounds like it's going to be a great time and we look forward to seeing what's on offer. Yeah, thank you. Well, we thank you so much. This is a great opportunity. Of course. And if you'd like to find out more information about the Living Rare, Living Stronger Patient and Family Forum, you can check out the website at livingrare.org. And as a reminder, the event is June 26th in Cleveland, Ohio, and registration is open now. We'll leave a link in the show notes for this episode, as well as the telephone number that you can call for more information and some other ways that you can connect with Nord. And remember, you can always keep up with the latest in rare disease news by visiting patientworthy.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for patientworthy on those platforms. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. It may seem like a small thing, but a review or rating really does go a long way toward helping us out. Finally, if you have any questions about the podcast or perhaps an idea for a future episode, you can get in touch with me by sending an email to Colby, that's C-O-L-B-Y, at patientworthy.com. That does it for today's episode. Thank you once again to Tiffany Sammons and Pam Mace from Nord for joining us on the show today. And as always, thank you for listening. 